Welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we are talking about the occult. Well, kind of. Not directly. We're talking about ways that the occult has crept into current culture. That's pretty direct. It sort of permeates everything. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I guess a better way to say it, we're not talking about like any one particular occultic practice we right. are talking about a plethora of weird occultic images and practices in today's world that's right we were just doing movie quotes so jefe do you know what a plethora is Dude, okay so we literally just tried filming this once before and randy started dropping nacho libre quotes on me and everything fell apart so what does Randy do just now? Right. More Nacho Libre. Oh, no, books. that's not Nacho Libre. What's that? That is the Three Amigos. Oh, see, I'm out. Oh, dude. No. Culturally deprived. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. I'm a wasteman of useless knowledge. I just don't have Three Amigos and and Nacho, and Nacho Libre, Libre, apparently. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. I know Jefe means boss. My, test, my taste in movies is pretty particular. And really strange. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Totally fair. Um, We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about occultism. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, everybody. So we are talking about all the craziness, all the shenanigans going on in the world around us today. And what kind of prompted this? Well, you came into my office and you said, have you seen? And I think it was the Commonwealth Games yeah. opening ceremonies. Yes. Um, spoiler alert for anybody listening to this. I get tripped up on all the weird things in the world. Like, if there is, like, some kind of, like, occultic conspiracy theory about the government or something, I have at least entertained it, okay? <laughs> because, like, it it's just weird and there's enough weird stuff out there that it's like there's something to at well, least some of this right and this is like uber weird I oh mean, it's super strange we we pulled it up on youtube and watched uh a large part of the opening ceremonies of the commonwealth games which explain what that is explain what that is well commonwealth games are uh, uh athletic competitions uh, track and field and Sort of like a mini Olympics, but in the Commonwealth countries. Right. So uh, I don't know if this was in England. Was that was that I where think it was so. staged? I think okay. so. Let's okay. look. At, yeah, let's look. That so up. so the opening, uh, the opening of the Olympics, opening of the Pan Am Games. In this case, the Commonwealth Games. There is uh, one aspect where the athletes kind of parade around the field, and they're introduced, and you get a chance to see them. But there is also this interpretive, uh, supposedly meaningful uh, presentation. Some of the Olympics, you know, they've been fantastic with uh, references to the host country's history and heritage and, and what it stands for. And they've been really, really cool. This is strange. This was like a picture straight out of the book of revelation like it was really really odd uh and by the way it took place in birmingham england okay okay yeah so 
yeah, I think the 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 big part of it for me was a lady who is like the heroine of everything. Uh, she's kind of introduced and she walks around this house and she pulls up this massive, about a foot long crystal that's glowing inside. And then a bowl comes in and the bowl is 30 feet tall. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. was going to say 20, 25. But it's huge. It's, it's massive. And, it's probably and long. twice that in length, right? Is probably. it mechanical? Does it walk in mechanically or do they it, like, it's like tow it in like a no, Trojan horse? It's like, it's like there's like a truck underneath it. That's okay. like driving it. So something. it's more like a Trojan horse. And that's, that's what I thought of when I saw it. Mm -hmm. You know, a Trojan horse, it'd be big enough for athletes to crawl inside it and then sneak out in the middle of the night and kill everybody in the stadium. So, Oh, well, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's where your brain went? That is exactly okay. where my brain went. Yeah. All right, cool. Greek mythology. Yeah. But the bull is like snorting steam. and Its eyes are glowing the red. eyes are glowing. Super scary. She walks up in front of it. Whoa, 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 pause. The whole time this is going on, there's like a bunch oh. of dancers in the background. Yep. And then there's like a semicircle of these people standing around it in the like matching like robe kind of outfits and they're like raising their hands and like right, lowering like their they're hands worshiping it, this, it, or, this or they're like witches or like i don't know what it's supposed to be but it's like they're like wooing the thing or they're like keeping it at bay or Again, something you, I, I thought priestess but like you that's know, what it feels like yeah, right yeah but then she walks up to the bull with the crystal in hand and holds the crystal up to the bull's snout and and uh the bull subsides. It bows its head, it becomes head down. Calm, and... bows its head down to the crystal or to her. I'm not sure which. Now, I don't know if it actually happened in the games, but I did see like video of her or like pictures of her on the bull. Now, I don't know if she actually climbed on top of it like during the ceremony or if that people just like photoshopped that or what. But regardless. Yeah. Like, what is this supposed to be? Like. And that's the thing. Um. I'm sure in the area of interpretive dance, there's a there's a sense in which the people who would have choreographed this and put it on would say something like, well, it's whatever you bring to it. It's whatever you want to get out of it. But the symbolism that's there, it, it's, it, it doesn't appear to be random symbols. Right. Uh, there are strong ties to gods and goddesses of the Old Testament and Throughout the ages, bulls were always uh, a major focus of pagan religions. Well, I mean, Baal. Baal is interpreted as a bull throughout yeah, yeah. scripture. Moloch is interpreted as a bull in scripture. Moloch, I think, was a bull statue. Um, and I think there was a clearer tie between Moloch and a bull. Baal was supposed to be riding on back of the bull. In fact, uh, ba the, Baal is supposed to be on the back of the bull with lightning bolts in hand. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, but again, uh, it, it's not by accident that Israel, uh, collects the gold around, uh, uh, the mountain, uh, Mount Sinai. And uh, they make two bulls, two. Right. That's how Baal was pictured. He would stand astride two bulls, left foot on one, right foot on the other, and he had thunderbolts in his hand. He was throwing the thunderbolts. The Israelites were probably not saying um, these bulls are what brought us out of Israel. Rather, they were saying God stands on top of these two bulls. But it's the fact that they made an image of a created being. And they were worshiping those images. And that's what this whole thing smacked of, the Commonwealth Games. Right, right. I mean, and look, here, here's the deal. that That's a common one. Or sorry, that's a recent one. Um, but there there are other things that have been popping up in recent years that are just really odd to me. Um, the, the Gothard tunnel opening ceremony. Yeah. You showed me that too. That was really, strange. really strange, really strange. You've got this, they, they open this tunnel. Now, the way I understand it is there is apparently some kind of story about like 
a devil in the mountain or something, um, or making a deal with a devil over this, over, over like a, the tunnel or over the mountain or something like that within, uh, their history. And so apparently that's tied to this story of this opening okay. ceremony, but regardless, it is just so weird. You got all these people march in and they're wearing these workers uniforms and then they they're dancing and then they take off their clothes. So they're wearing nothing but like underwear or like bras and underwear. And then they're like throwing dust in the air, like powder in the air. And then you got these creepy like angel monster things with giant baby heads that come in on on wires and they're like flapping through like it's really unsettling. It's very strange. And I'm not we're not bringing this stuff up because we're like, oh, people are blatantly like partaking in like witchcraft or like these evil ceremonies or something. But the point is, we're kind of like numb to this really dark, really odd, paganistic ceremonial stuff these days. It's like we see it and we say, huh, that's weird, instead of saying, that's demonic. Right, right. Like, where does that come from? Like, yeah. where is that thing coming from? And, like, the other thing you need to understand about Randy and I, I would not put us on, like, the, like, charismatic, like, hardcore charismatic, there's a devil no. under every rock category. Like, we don't think that way. But this stuff is, like, this is extra. This yeah. stuff's going that extra step of, like, this is weird. You got Moloch in the uh, in the Bohemian Grove Society. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. Okay, so Alex Jones, he's under fire right now uh, for some stupid comments he made about uh, Sandy Hook. And it's coming back to bite him, okay? okay. So he's a really controversial figure. You, you love him or hate him kind of guy, right. right? And we don't necessarily agree with everything that he says. No, but he does – every once in a while, he, like he was one of the first people to uh, – to blow the whistle on the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Well, and so like okay. he does get he he does get some stuff he gets right, it right? Yeah. But it's also like you got to own it when you say something wrong too. You know what I mean? And so yeah, we're not like apologists for for uh, right, right, for right. Alex Jones on any level here. But he um, the reason he got popular was he snuck into this thing called the Bohemian Grove Society. Okay. Um, and you're not familiar with this at all. I haven't talked about this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, okay. But a while ago. So he sneaks in. Um, and the Bohemian Grove Society is this thing out in California. And it's where a bunch of like politicians – I guess it started as like an art commune. But all these politicians and stuff go to this thing. And he sneaks in. And he films it. I mean, it's on horrible quality, but you can see it. There's this giant owl statue, and it's Moloch, right? And I said Moloch's represented by a bull at times, but he's also represented by an owl at times. Okay. So they got this giant statue, and they call it Moloch. And they've got this altar, and they've got this like lake, small lake. And the statue is sitting on the opposite side of the lake. And they're all sitting in these like bleacher seating, right? And this is all very showy. It's like there's an announcer's voice and everything. But then all of a sudden, like these guys come out and they're wearing these like brown robes and they've got like torches and they're like chanting and whatnot. And this person gets in a boat and sails from like the audience side of the water to the other side where the statue is. And it's got this like child shaped body thing it's carrying and it sets it on the altar and it's like this effigy this like stick person and they burn this effigy of this child on this altar and this voice is talking about how this is like the celebration of the cremation of care how they are burning all of their cares for the next year and how they're and it's a child but well, it's like it's not real but yeah it's right. like a stick child right and they're burning it and it's like this like satanic ritual and so he gets this all on film right and people are like is this real like what even is this and so there have been people like question what it all is but then there's people like interviewing uh like bill clinton in in these various interviews and uh I remember one, they're like, what do you know about the Bohemian Grove Society? He says, is that where all those Republicans go stand naked in the Redwoods? And it's like, wait, why did you even like know to say that? Like that's, 
you're saying this is like a thing. Like people actually are out there. Now here's the deal. I said Republicans, but like if you look at the list of the names that were there, it's both sides of the aisle. It's just politicians in general. But it's like, why why are there people in our government burning fake children on altars to the owl god Moloch in the cremation of their cares for the next year? Like that shouldn't be happening in a quote-unquote Christian nation. You know what I'm saying? Wow, yeah. Like, that's yeah, screwed yeah. up, man. Uh, this stuff goes back a while, too. Tell you what, why don't we take a break? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll hear from our sponsors when we come back. Let me tell you just a little bit about the history of Haiti. Okay, I'm down. So, um, yeah, I mentioned uh, before we went on break uh, the history of Haiti. Haiti is uh, one of the first uh, countries that Christopher Columbus landed in. He landed on the island of, at that point, he called it Hispaniola. It was like the third island that he visited. I think he he landed in somewhere in the Bahamas, went down to Cuba, and then he went over to Hispaniola. On Hispaniola, he actually uh, made a village. Um, the nation, the, the island of Haiti, uh, ended up being divided between Spanish and French. The French brought in a number of slaves uh, to help them out. The slaves revolted. And this was back around 1800 or 1801. And uh, in 1801, the slaves revolted against the French, and they uh, they won the revolution. They were the first... Um, black governed country in the new world. Um, and it was all from slaves, but the way some would say the way they got their freedom was that a voodoo shaman, uh, most of the Haitian slaves came from the Benin Togo area. That's kind of the arm, uh, the Western arm of Africa, just where it goes down, um, uh, leaning into Namibia and then South Africa on the very south. So that western uh, uh, section of Africa right there. Uh, voodooism uh, would come from there. Uh, the, the language that they spoke was a mixture of that African language, French and English came to become known as, as Creole. Yeah. That is, uh, we actually had a Cajun go down and he could understand the language being spoken. So it's very similar to Cajun. Um, Bukman was a voodoo shaman and he went to a particular tree. He sacrificed an animal under that tree and called uh, the, the prince of the dark spirits. And he asked the prince of the dark spirits to help the slaves free their bondage from the French. That if he would do that, that Haiti would serve the prince of the dark spirits for 200 years. Well, they got their freedom. And if you've ever been to Haiti, it is a dark nation. Uh, voodooism is still rampant, but uh, it's probably its proximity to the United States means a lot of missionaries were going over and evangelizing. A lot of people were coming to the Lord. And it's one of the areas that you really feel the spiritual battle between the forces of good God and uh, satanic forces. Uh, very strange things go on there. Um, in 2001, it was around 2000 or 2001, the 200 years were going to be up. And there was a lot of uh, talk among the uh, Christian church how Haiti would be free from the rule of Satan and it would be a, a chance for the, uh, uh, the church to really expand in Haiti. The then president called several key voodoo leaders together and said, we want to dedicate Haiti to the prince of the dark spirits for another 200 years. Do what? And that was like in 2000. They went to the presidential palace, and they were preparing an animal sacrifice 
when this massive thunderstorm came up and chased them all away. There are a couple of key sites. Uh, one uh, area, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a pool. It's a stagnant pool. Now, my wife, she was a summer missionary in Haiti. She said she took pictures of this stagnant pool. It's ugly. When she got the pictures back, it was like palm trees swaying and blue water. He said it was not at all what it looked like. It was like something was obscuring it, making it attractive instead of what it actually was. Another was a particular tree. I actually went to the tree. I saw the tree. They took us there. And we we gathered around the tree. There was a number of Christians uh, that were there. We circled the tree and we prayed for it. That tree was over 200 years old. It was massive. I mean, we're talking 40 feet high, just fronds all over the place. On the 200th anniversary, that was the tree where the animal sacrifice was made. On the 200th anniversary, the tree started to wither. Within a year, it was dead. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah. So this stuff is real. It really does happen. It goes on. Wow, man. Yeah, see, look, you were talking to me. You were like, well, I don't know if I'm going to know everything about the stuff you're bringing up. So I'm just going to have to sit and listen to a lot of this. Where is this coming from? You're just bringing out crazy stories like this out of nowhere? It's incredible. That's yeah. insane. Now, yeah. something about voodoo, too. And we talked about this in the Ivani Greppi episode a little bit. And and look, there's a culture of voodoo in the United States, like in yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. Like there's a decent voodoo culture in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Voodoo is what was that? That's your phone? That's That's terrifying. Trying to shut it off so it won't bother us. You slacker. That is not working at all. (laughs) I don't even know what to do. Throw it. Throw it across the room. I'm gonna have to. Yay. Okay, so anyways, I'm not cutting I'm not cutting any of that. That was fun. (laughs) Um (laughs) so anyways, uh voodoo is actually uh, it, it takes like Roman Catholicism, right? And they take the saints right, of Roman right, Catholicism, right, right, right. and there's a one for one of each of the saints to each of their loa, their spirits. Now that's what happens in Haiti because the church tried to evangelize Haiti. The Roman Catholic Church went in, and they did. Haitians did what most pagan religions do: they take whatever comes to it. And they just absorb it and readapt it. So that's what the Haitian uh, uh, Catholics did. Really? To the Catholic Church that came down. They took it and they absorbed it and they re-expressed it in terms of voodooism. Wow. That, and that's kind of what happened with Umbanda, what, what yeah, Ivani was exactly. part of, right? And that is what most pagan religions do because most pagan religions are going to tell you that all religions are the same. It's just, they're always to get to God. So here comes Christianity. Oh yeah, it too, but we've got to reinterpret it. We've got to understand it our way. So, uh, you know, that, so yeah, I mean, the point here is that this stuff is alive and well in the world today and not just like across the sea. Like, you know, we just said that about, about Haiti. Like I said, that's happening in Louisiana on some level too. It is. But here's another weird one for you. CERN. Have you, have, you, have you heard of CERN? Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, big super collider. Right. So they got the super collider and they're, they're running. Uh, the way I understand it, they're, they're like shooting molecules, colliding them together at like super high speeds to like study particle behavior. Right. Right. They're trying to create well, new theoretical particles. Right, right, right. Particles that only exist in theory so far. But if they can it's make all, them exist, then it, it proves it, it. Right. It's all in the pursuit of, of just uh, new developments in the world Quantum of physics, mechanics, right? yeah. So they've got this giant statue of Shiva in front of CERN. Really? Doing the dance of destruction, okay? I don't know if you're familiar with Shiva. No clue. But Shiva is like an embodiment of Brahman, if I remember right, which is like... And the, she's like, got like six arms, Shiva's not arms? a she, I don't think. I think, oh, okay. if I recall, Shiva is like a... It's like, a, I think it's male, but it it uh, 
depicts itself in like a feminine way. If I'm, I, I may be getting that part wrong, so don't hold me to that. But the dance is the uh, the Nataraja. And uh, here, let me read this to you. It says, uh, the, this particular form of the dancing Shiva is one of the greatest gifts to the world of art. Shiva symbolizes Shakti or the life force in the Hindu trinity. He, yeah, so Shiva, he, he is the creator, the sustainer, and the destroyer. Beyond the Nataraja's artistic form lies a profound meaning to be comprehended at many levels. The Nataraja in Ananda Tandava shows him dancing the universe into existence, sustaining it with his rhythm and dancing it to extinction. Creation is sparked by the vibration of the drum in his right hand, protection or sustenance by the open palm does that say palm? Yeah. Palm of the uh, front right arm, a gesture of assurance that grants freedom from fear. The fire in the left arm dissolves the universe while the front left arm points downward to the lifted left leg, the solace of the worlds. The dwarf representing ignorance is trampled under the right leg. The uh, aureole represents the cosmos because he's got like this like crown around his head kind of like you see in like enlightened pictures yeah that's the that's the picture that's the one yep um uh ignorance is trampled under the right leg the aureole represents the cosmos the sun moon and stars revolving in perpetual and fiery motion why why is there a statue of this god dancing the world into destruction in front of a place, playing with particles, that's the most terrifying thing. Like, yeah, we're just trying to, like, you know, see if we can make a black hole or something. No big deal. Like, I'm not saying that's what they're doing. My point is, like, th there should be no connection between those two things. Yet, if you ask, like, they've been asked, why is this thing here? And they're like, well, you know, in a lot of ways, it symbolizes physics. What? Interesting. What? How? How? How is this physics? This is terrifying Hindu mythology. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, maybe I'm just like super freaked out by this thing. But like, why, why in a Western science minded society is that thing like accepted as this like beautiful, normal, right, totally right, relevant right. thing. I right. thought, I thought so, like if you tried to put a Christian statue in front of a place like that and said that it was somehow representative of physics, they'd never go for It'd that. Torn down. Yeah. That'd be evil and wicked and yeah. horrible, but this is fine. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So that's one. Um, the, the other thing that I think is so interesting is this rise of, um, hallucinogenic drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this big movement and I would actually like to do a whole dedicated podcast to this topic because it's such a big topic, but to just kind of give you an idea here, um, of like what's going on in the world right now, there are movements trying to state that like Christianity came out of hallucinogenic drugs that the I think they use the word Messiah, like the Greek word for Messiah, that it comes from two Sumerian words that are a type of uh, hallucinogenic mushroom and that they believe that Jesus um, is actually just a like figure that represents the, these people's interaction with this mushroom. And they believe that the uh, burning bush that Moses encountered in Egypt was actually a uh, a yew tree, and yew trees are high in DMT. That's and so, wild. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they're trying to to like rationalize what they think is crazy with drugs. Yeah. And then you've got people like I think even I heard Michaela Peterson, which is a real bummer, saying that she had experimented with. Um, hallucinogenic drugs in order to like 
try and understand Christianity. Who's Michaela Peterson? Jordan Peterson's daughter. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so, like, you see people like Joe Rogan. And listen, I like Joe Rogan. Um, I disagree with much of what he thinks, this being one of them. But, like, he's a big proponent of DMT. He believes that it's a good thing. My thing is, like, Okay, what is DMT? Um, Okay. So, DMT is a – I forget what – I forget the actual – it's a it's a it's a drug right but it's natural it's in okay. your body right now okay um when you die it will release into your bloodstream okay um but there's a lot of like connection between societies talking about like opening of the third eye and okay. like ayahuasca slash dmt usage but they're drugs that cause you to trip you have this trip and it lasts like 30 minutes i think um the ayahuasca ones can last like hours upon hours and you get really, really sick from it. But, um, people will have these encounters, especially on like DMT that they say feels more real than reality. And they'll go and they'll encounter these like beings that will tell them about themselves. And like, there's like a religious component to it. And it, it, I mean that that's one of the things that from my understanding has gotten Joe Rogan from like more of an atheist view to like a, no, I do believe there's something now, but I don't know what it is. Okay. And it's like the people that encounter these things like are having these real religious experiences, but it's like, it's not good. Yeah. This thing you're doing is not good. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so like that is a huge movement happening. I mean, we've talked about that before. We, we had the whole episode on the excluded middle uh, there is a spiritual reality that's out there that's evil, that's negative. So just having a spiritual experience that can be extremely dangerous. Well, well, yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing is biblically witchcraft is equated to, I mean, the word for witchcraft in parts of the Bible is pharmacopoeia. Right. Which is drugs, right? So we get pharmacy from it, right? So are, if you're using drugs to like contact the dead or to contact spirits, I think you could put DMT ayahuasca in that category. Ayahuasca is literally the name of like a Native American goddess. She's like a serpent, and they would see her when they would go on these ayahuasca trips. And so it's like you have people today that swear by this as like like Ron White, Ron White the comedian. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he was an alcoholic really bad. Well, they have these like camps where you can go and take ayahuasca and they will like cure you of your addictions. Well, he's no longer an alcoholic. Like he kicked alcoholism, but he did it by means of like going and tripping in the desert on ayahuasca for like a week or two on end. Like this is where we're at today. And I don't know if everybody's aware of that. I just uh, Googled ayahuasca, and the first thing that came up, ayahuasca retreats. That's exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's it's like a medicinal thing. Uh, the, look, I, I know that we've kind of jumped all over the place, right? And, and we've kind of talked about all these random things. I mean, you could you could lump aliens into this now that we're so, like, amazed by aliens. And one day I'm going to drag Jimmy in here, and we're going to do an <laughs> alien do topic. An because the deal is, like – we are so enveloped in the occult and it's like, we don't even recognize that that's what it is. Yeah. It's like the people in this country don't even see that's what it is, but it is nothing has changed in the history of time. We're still, we're still using witchcraft. We're still going and in, in tapping into like occultic practices. We're still contacting unclean spirits like nothing has changed the world is as it has always been and we try to pretend that we are so advanced now that we've we've changed so much but man it's just scary to look at the current state of things and the fact that we're so blissfully ignorant of what's going on around us i I know maybe this sounds crazy i i don't know i but it needed said that's all i'm saying yeah uh i mean the i Again, what what Zach said at the start, you know, we're not we're not seeing a demon under every rock, but the flip side is also true. When you see it, you don't just dismiss it and say, "Oh, well, that's nothing." Right? Like, like every bad thing that happens to you in your life isn't because the devil caused it. Like, bad things happen in your life because you make bad decisions, because I make bad decisions, because people make bad decisions. But when you see somebody who who has a, a giant bull god that they're 
worshiping in the Commonwealth Stadium, and then they tame it with a magical crystal, and she ends up riding on it like the <laughs> the 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 whore of Babylon from Revelation. Like that is strange. I'm sorry. Like we, it's it's hard to get around that. The point is, I want Christians to be discerning. I really hope that we can be discerning, and like when we see something that is like wrong or just odd, or like, that doesn't seem normal, like that we can point it out. We can't just like pretend that there isn't a spiritual element to Christianity and to the, to the, to the world, you know, there is a spiritual element to the world. We claim it's all about science, but it's not. So, yeah, I just uh, Googled uh, another little tidbit here. I, I think it's probably accurate. It comes from Newsweek said that in 1990, there were 8,000 Wiccans in the U.S. Today, there are one and a half million. Whoa. That is an astronomical rise. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wicca, Wicca is paganism. It's yeah. just oh, straight yeah. up. Now, Wicca is like the, the uh, wor- it's like. Kind of like the worship of the earth. Right. Um, it's all about the it, elements. All and- about naturalness. and But. It is worship. It it <laughs> well there there are still deities within Wicca. I mean like there absolutely they, are. Yeah. I mean it's just like why why is that nor it, it's just it's amazing to me that Christianity seems to be under attack all the time, but stuff like that gets some kind of weird pass where everybody's like, ah, you know, but it's cool if they want to do that. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why is that okay? I, this is like my rant session. That's what this episode is. This is this is all the stuff I don't get to talk about on a daily basis, and I just I I I need to get it out and just this Newsweek article. It just calls the adherents of Wicca witches. Yeah, and at one point five million witches in the United States, they outnumber the number of Presbyterians in the United States. <laughs> at one point, or today, today, today. Witches today outnumber Presbyterians. That's what Newsweek says. Wow. <laughs> Go wow. figure. Go figure. Now, I think most people who would adhere to uh, Wicca, if I don't know if I'm saying that right. but You're saying it right. Okay. I think most people who would adhere to it would probably differentiate between good and bad. Yeah, white witches. White and, and, yeah. and dark or black and... Um, I'm not so sure that there is that clear of a division between good and bad. I'll take you one step further and say that there is no division between good and bad. You are messing with something you don't understand. That's right. That's right. I'm, we Once you throw Christianity out the window, what criteria is there to distinguish between good and bad? Right. And and you know what? Here, I, I'm kind of curious to like hear like viewership on this episode, too. Because I know that there's a lot of cessationist Christians that are like sure, sure. That, that there is no more like supernatural element to Christianity that it's just like belief and it's like the world around us. I don't see that biblically. I certainly don't see that the Bible ever says that this will stop. Right. Like, I mean, like there's like there's spiritual warfare going on up until the end. Seems to me that. Paul actually says, be prepared for it. You you will face it. Right. And so, I mean, it's just kind of odd, you know, (laughs) um, first of all, I, 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 I'm not here to say that I agree with like the, uh, what were the revelation movies? Oh, the left behind. Yeah. The left behind series. Do I think that's an accurate depiction? Nah, not really. I, I, there's, there's a whole lot of views on the book of revelation and I think several of them have really good, Uh, reasoning, and I'm not willing to like die on any of those hills. Uh, I'll know it when right, I see it, kind of thing, right, right? Right. But, but, um, it seems to me that we always try to talk about like the the end of the world, like it's going to be this like real world side of it, and then there's going to be this spiritual side of it happening behind the scenes that we don't see, right? What was that? This coming darkness, or what? What's that? A uh, book that got written. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, oh, no, that's Frank Peretti. Right. But like, it's talking about how there's like a real world side of it. And then there's like right. a spiritual one yeah, happening yeah, yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's that case. Like the more I see, it's like, I think it's, there's some crazy stuff happening 
right out in the open. Right in the open. And yeah. we're just like, oh, you know, it's probably nothing. It's like, no, it's pretty freaking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it, yeah. Like, we, we should probably be a little more alarmed. Part of <laughs> I, I, you, you go on rants. Okay. Well, I preach sermons in my head. <laughs> and one of the sermons that I preach frequently in my head is where's the outrage? Look at what's going on. Where's the outrage? Look at the violence rising. Where's the outrage? Look at the way that Christianity is being portrayed and the way that pagan religions are being portrayed. Where's the outrage? Dude, we just overturned Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Okay? Roe v. Wade. That that did not ban abortion, right? That didn't ban it, but you would have thought that it did, yeah. right? By the way right, people right, lashed right, out. right. But when you take into consideration that the people lashing out are lashing out because they are no – well, they, they believed that they were no longer going to be able to murder babies. That's Moloch worship biblically. Like that's burning your baby, sacrificing your baby to Moloch or you know whether Moloch's one deity or a group of deities or like it's just a, an act that you did. What it's, That's a little – I know that that's not super clear biblically. Right, right. But but you know they would they would never say that they would never say no it was this abortions is not about murdering babies but the only way they can get there is by taking the actual act of the abortion and laying it to one side and focusing exclusively on the rights of the mother right exclusively excluding totally any reference to the child. That is being killed. Right. Now, here's the deal. We're making a very big, like, blanket statement right now on abortion. We did a whole episode on abortion, and it's a whole lot more nuanced than what we're yeah. saying right now. Right. But we've already done that, and we don't have time to do that again. <laughs> so, in short, it's baby murder. That's Moloch worship. <laughs> don't do it. And we're defending it in droves in this country. And it's like, that's paganism. That's that's evil. That's the worship of other yeah. gods. It's the worship of self. It's the worship of death. And that's the thing. You hit it on the head. It's the worship of self. Right. It's putting yourself as the center of your universe. Right. And that, that that's part of it, right? But I mean, but we're clearly talking about the fact that there are spiritual elements here. You just said there's more Wiccans in America than there are Presbyterians. Presbyterians. And so, like, there are people that are straight up worshiping spirits yeah and the elements and the earth and like nothing has changed in the history of time that's all i'm saying we're at the same place we were we've always been it looks more advanced now we think we're more civilized but all the urges all the desires all the sins it's all still the same nothing's changed the point is we got to quit kidding ourselves and pretending that because we're now like science focused that that oh that never happened that's crazy right. like no dude it is happening our, it is yeah. happening so and what do we do what do we need to do find jesus <laughs> get to know jesus please um yeah i mean look here's the deal we um it, it, that's a terrible question to ask me right now because that would take a whole episode <laughs> what do we do it starts with knowing Jesus. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the only true God. All these other gods, all these other deities, all these other spirits, whatever you want to call them, they are inferior. They are created beings. He made them, right? They're his fallen spiritual children, right? right. It, right. If, if whatever we're talking about are real at all, which I believe many of them are, but get to know the actual God, get to know the real one. Get get to know what's right, that he he loves you and he wants a good path for your life and my life. He wants you to be righteous because we are all made in the image of God and we've all been called to be, um, to, to act um, righteously as God acts. And the only way to know that is by knowing him. Zach, you're exactly right, but I'm going to go a different direction. Please do. Um, have you ever heard of Peter Drucker? No. Okay. Peter Drucker is a big business guru. Now he's he's very big in business in general. He happens to be a Christian, but his his seminars are not uh uh they're, they're not four hour sermons. Uh he has good solid business 
uh, principles that he talks about. He met with a group of CEOs, and these were high-powered CEOs. These were Fortune 500 companies and, uh, you know, uh, people that knew what was going on. And he said, what is the most important job of a CEO? And he just let them think about that. And they they came back and said, well, lead. No, that's not the most important job. Uh, profit. No, no, that's not the most they went on, they found all kinds of different answers. None of them was what Drucker was looking for. Finally, Drucker said, none of you have got it. None of you have got it. The most important job of a CEO is to recognize reality. And you think about it. The CEO of a, of a company has to see the reality that's happening around him and then mold the company to meet that reality. One of the most important things we can do as Christians. Now, it starts with your answer. It starts with finding Jesus. But then we've got to recognize reality. We've got to open our eyes and see what it is that's going on. Call it what it is. There is pagan worship going on out there. Right. It's happening. It's around us. There's no, there's no avoiding it. There's no pretending it's not happening. And it's not just wicca we can see it in an in in symbols in images in in our neighbor's tattoo in, and, in our own governments i mean like on television and in, in government it just go the, look the at the back on, of a dollar on, bill on, man on. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's everywhere it's everywhere yeah yeah and it has been for a long time it has well i mean forever it's been around yeah. forever oh yeah um, going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> exactly. But like to your point, you said like that you're talking about the importance of recognizing reality. Yeah. We live in a time where people don't even care about reality. Oh, my reality is my reality. Yours is very different. Right. Poppycock. <laughs> that is stupid. Reality is reality. Right. Reality is what it's just, has it's, taken It's just place. always interesting to me that nobody ever has a differing opinion on like laying your hand on a hot burner on a stove. <laughs> like, shouldn't there be like a subjective response to that? But yeah, it's just yeah, always yeah, the same on that yeah, one. Yeah, it's always, let's it's get my weird. hand off of there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like there are objective truths in the world. Like, how Apparently. strange. But, but like, I guess to your point, though, you know, our average listener is going to be a Christian. Yeah. This is the importance of, like you said, standing up and calling it what it is. Like there are some really dark things happening in the world around us. Once again, the devil is not hiding under every rock. He is not the reason that everything bad in your life happens. A lot of what happens in our life that's bad is because bad things just happen and because we make bad decisions. But that doesn't mean the devil doesn't do things. That's right. And it doesn't mean that the devil is always hiding. Sometimes he likes to show his face. I mean, he's out in the open all the time. We just yeah. don't even know where we don't, we don't always know when to admit that he's standing there. Right, right. Or we see it and we say, "Gee, that's wrong." But you know what? That's that's just a different way of doing that. I never watched it. The television program Lucifer. Yeah. But, you know, I, maybe it's a great show. I have no clue. But I wouldn't watch it because I don't have time for stuff like that. Right, right. I would much rather watch The Chosen. <laughs> right. Even that one. There's, there's, some, there's some controversy there, too. But really? Yeah, just some comments made. But oh, it, it's not. I, I have The show's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's just Good. there's just some statements behind the scenes I'm where I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch season three. But yeah, I mean, everything. I mean, and the other thing is uh, there's so many things that pretend to be Christianity or that pretend to be like theologically accurate. I watched the show Supernatural for a while because it was just oh, kind okay. of entertaining. Yeah. But the, 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 the more you dive in that show, you're like, dude, this is just like such a blatant, like terrible version of of what is sort of true. Like they'll have like a half truth about theology, but then they'll just butcher it. And so it's like, I don't think they're even meaning to, but it's like how much by exposing ourselves to that stuff are, are we convincing ourselves that the Bible says something that it doesn't, you know what I mean? 
So let's go back a couple of episodes. Um, the episode about the lies that we tell ourselves. Uh, you came up with a quote from somebody. I forget who it was you were quoting, quoting but he said he'll watch a movie and uh, there are oh, good yeah. things in the movie. Talks about the good things with his kids, but then he plays the game Spot the Lie. Yeah. Yep. We need to do that on a regular basis. Right. Not just with movies, but with our daily life. Everything. What are the lies well, that are going on around us? Does Paul not say, like, test everything? He does. He does. Bluntly and boldly, test everything. Right. And and so here's the thing. If you're listening to this right now and you're annoyed that we're even ranting about all this stuff, you can't be mad at us because Paul told us to. He said, test it. And I'm and, testing it. And you can listen to what we're saying. Test it. Yeah, dude. If you go think we're the crazy. Go Bible yourself. Go read it. Go, go read it. Go look at the craziness happening in the yeah. world around us. Yeah. And yeah. you tell me, like, where does this land biblically? Does this seem like a God-honoring good thing? Or does this <laughs> seem like insanity? That's all I'm saying, man. We're going to offend so many people with this episode. Oh well, maybe gosh. not our listeners, but – that's okay. Probably uh, some of our listeners. Some too. That's okay. We still love you. Sure. Jesus loves you too. And you're supposed to love us too. Love your enemies. So anyways, <laughs> we're not your enemy. We love you. But um, I, I've run out of things to say. This is a rant. I needed this. I did because I've been dwelling on this stuff for so long. And when I saw that Commonwealth thing, I was like, this is it. We got to talk. We got to say <laughs> something. And it was really nice to have Don Vino on last week talk about the okay, yeah, you know, yeah, different yeah, cults yeah. and everything. This is a little different. This is the occultic, you know, so it's not like a cult, but there are uh, occultic elements to it. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Be yeah. be wise. Be discerning. Yeah. Test everything. Don't be afraid. God's with you. He loves you. The Holy Spirit is guiding you. You're good to go as long as you are abiding by what God has laid out. Is Stay right. connected with God. That's, Stay connected. Yeah. That's right. All right. We're going to quit ranting now. Okay. Uh, check out Life Audio. Those are our partners. They got lots of cool videos. They got parenting videos. They got Bible study videos. They got everything. Uh, they're great. Check them out. If you got questions, send those two questions at becomehope.com or salty saints at becomehope.com. And until next time, stay salty. Now in his shows, he would say, that Pat Boone, he's so religious. I shook hands with that boy the other day. My whole right side sobered up. <laughs> and, and I would repeat that in my act, and I said, you know, it did. And then I'd go ahead and sing my song. Pat Boone shares some of his incredible life story on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear conversations and devotionals from the artists of the church. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com, worshipleader.com, or your favorite podcast platform.